I'd like to welcome on the show our next podcast guest, Brianna Kelsey. She is a life transformation coach, Instagram influencer, and a fitness coach. Welcome to the show, Brianna. Hi. Hello. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm so happy to be talking to you today. Yes. For people who don't know, we have been talking for like two months now, and the holidays has made it impossible (laughs) to film. We keep messing up our schedules, but we're here now finally. (laughs) I know. It's too funny. All right, Brianna, so let's just start with your background. We'll jump right into your story. Tell us about yourself. So um, I was born in Utah, and my dad was in the military, so we moved around a lot. So I ended up growing up the most of my life in um, Colorado until about age 15. And because my dad was in the military, he was often overseas a lot, so he wasn't always around during my childhood. He would be gone for years at a time. And my mother, we did not have the best relationship. She wasn't the best caretaker. She had her own struggles. So now, as an adult, I realized because of my childhood trauma and some things I experienced early in childhood, that that is probably what led me to the relationships that I did Mm -hmm. as an adult and ultimately to where I am today. Um. So at age 15, I ended up moving out to Michigan to live with my father's family, and they changed my life. I was finally around a healthy family system and was able to continue with school, and if it weren't for them, I have no idea where I would be today, so I'm very thankful for them. They've, been a, they've even been a big part of my healing journey after my abusive relationship as well. So, um, so uh, yeah, and then where I am today. I I was like a fitness and health coach for probably about four years as of recently. Um, But after I got out of my abusive relationship, I then started to transition that into uh, helping women that have been in toxic or abusive relationships, talking about domestic violence and really just speaking about it. And I, I have this great desire to help because a big part of me believes that I went through this and got through it and healed from it because I believe it's part of my purpose and journey to help others. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so that's what I'm doing in my business now, and I love it. I'm just recently through my first program with helping women with it, and I'm just seeing major changes in them, and it's so fulfilling and so great to be able to see these women change their lives around after they've experienced such terrible things. That's amazing. So it kind of led you to almost a career field or a hobby for yourself just to help others. It's kind of like my story as well. Yeah, absolutely. I I think that when something like this happens in your life, it's hard not to want to help others. Yes, and connect to those. Absolutely. You have that empathy. You know how hard it was for you to get out of. You know how hard it was for you to experience it. So And it's a big part of you. Yes. And so you kind of touched on your abusive relationship. So you moved out to your dad's house. Or in what state was that? Did you move states? Oh, yes. I'm sorry. I moved to Michigan. Michigan. Okay. So you were 15, 16. And so that means you're starting high school then. So did you meet your abusive partner in high school? Or was that later on? No, that was actually later on. Um, But I did have a series of pretty unhealthy relationships Mm -hmm. leading up to that, which gradually got worse and worse until I got the apocalyptic-sized one that I had just recently gotten out of this last time. So I see. How old were you then? And could you explain to us who it was and how did you meet him? Yes. Okay. So 
I met him when I was, I believe, probably about 27 years old. I'm 31 now. We were together for almost three years. He was in my life for at least three years. And um, how I met him was when I was starting my fitness journey and getting into health coaching, I was working as a personal trainer at a gym. And he was somebody that came to work out at that gym. And I he see. was very good looking, very like mysterious, mm-hmm. like type of guy that caught your attention. And I like, you know, I thought he was very attractive. And so one day he, you know, he just started talking to me and I was like beside myself. I was flabbergasted. Oh my goodness. This charming, handsome man like wants me like, oh, so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, and I was actually previously in a relationship when I first met him, but that relationship was kind of going downhill and our connection was dwindling and I wasn't really into it anymore. I didn't feel I loved him. So I was at a crossroads. I had this man that was showing so much interest in me and like flattering me. And I was in this relationship with somebody where it was kind of falling apart. So when after I had met my ex, um, my now abusive ex, um, I very easily transitioned from leaving my relationship that was not very exciting and was not very fulfilling of to course. this new exciting man that was showing me all this attention and affection, and I was just excited. Yeah, and I feel like that's a common thing for girls especially when we're not feeling relationship that's when you find a new person because you're just you're almost like exposed like you're just you want something new and exciting like you said yeah absolutely you're and you're really craving that affection and you know we all know that have been through this like I my ex was a narcissistic sociopath so we all know that they're very charming they come off their love comes off as very intense in the beginning like a lot of idealization And for a person that's not getting that right now, and also, which I know, found out later about myself, just has really low self-worth, that makes you feel special. It makes you feel loved. And that's part of what pulls you into them is their ability to make you feel like you are it. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. So in the beginning of your relationship, how was it? How was he in the first six months? Um, okay, so pretty much for about the first year, it was about the same. Um, you know, more problems end up showing up later, but I would say in the beginning, it was it was okay. It wasn't like, I didn't have like extreme love bombing from him, but like I said, with his words, he made me feel so special and like I was the girl for him and he finally found the love of his life and like I was just amazing, so he with his words led me down this path to making me feel like this was my one however his actions a lot of the times like didn't align with his words and so he often really left me feeling confused and where i just i honestly like always felt like i was in a state of like not knowing where i stood with him and he would just always kept me at arm's length but then would pull me back in with his charm like his words and but then all the time he would be unavailable and then available and I always had to be available and he would be available when he wanted to and what pleased him and I see so you guys weren't official but you were just going back and forth on this like unsaid relationship 
Yeah, it was, we were, yeah, we weren't official, and I found out later why, and it was because during this time, this whole first year of our relationship, um, there was not a lot of abuse. It was just kind of like, kind of like toxic, like it just wasn't all in, and a big part of that was because he was still living with his quote-unquote ex-girlfriend. Oh, God. Yeah. Yes. So I had to deal with that, and there was a lot of lies surrounding that, a lot of cover-ups surrounding that, a lot of just bad things covering that. But, again, he always he always spoke his way back into my heart and my life with his words and made himself the victim. And then, yeah, after that first year, um, I really wanted – I wanted it to be official – I wanted to, like, know that he was mine because for so long I didn't feel like we were it. We were together for sure, and I didn't feel like we were just official. And so I wanted to make him mine. So after that first year is when we finally moved in together, and that's when the real, real bad stuff started to happen. Right, right. So you moved in together. Do you remember what red flags you started seeing to indicate that it might have been an abusive relationship? Yeah, actually, funny funny enough, which not really funny, but it's just kind of, it's kind of sad to look back now, but on the very first day that we moved in together, the very first day, um, he had pushed me, and it wasn't, it wasn't the like- The first day. Yeah, yeah, it was literally the very first day we were moving our furniture nuts. in. I chalked it up to like we were very aggravated and frustrated because we were moving furniture and it wasn't like an aggressive push. He just kind of pushed me down onto the bed and kind of laughed about it. But at the time, I was just kind of like, okay, that's not right. But I was so in denial of like thinking anything bad of it. So, and then, I mean, that was the biggest (laughs) indicator that I can think back and look on now. And then gradually from there, you know, being in close quarters with the person that is, you know, not mentally stable and a narcissist and a sociopath, like stuff starts to get really real. And I started to see signs of him that I hadn't before. And a lot of that had to do with just his, like his whole demeanor. He, I almost want to describe him as almost like bipolar. So he would just go through these phases of manic and depressive, like depression. And he would just wake up one given day and it would be like, he hates the whole world. He hates his life and he hates me. So I never knew what person I was going to get each and every day. I just never knew. Yeah. That can be so draining. Do you remember your first abuse situation with him? Do you remember how it went down or how it started? Honestly, I don't, and I've ex- I experienced the whole nine yards of abuse with him. He was really? physically abusive, emotionally abusive, sexually abusive, and financially abusive. So it's I can't I suffer a lot. Like I have trouble remembering a lot of the details of the relationship. No, and that's super common for anyone in an abusive relationship. I know my mom personally was in one, and when I ask her about details, she really doesn't remember. And when people describe the situation, she's like, I don't remember that. So so you yeah, just black exactly. out. It just blends. Like the days become more like just getting through them routinely. It does. And I think part of it is because at the time, like you want to, you don't want it to be your reality. So you like push it aside and you, 
you live in denial. So because of that denial and suppression, you don't really actually process what happened. So I think that's why there's so many blanks. So I have really vivid memories of certain things, um, of a couple of different fights, but I don't, I know, yeah, I don't remember the details of how it first started. I remember the gradual, like, escalation of how the beha- how the physical violence started, but I couldn't pinpoint it and tell you what the fights were about or right. when besides that first day that, you know, it happened. No, yeah, and that's completely fine. It is super common. Do you yeah. remember maybe a tipping point for you or when you realized that you needed to get out and you needed to leave the situation with him? For a long time, we would have you know, like big blowout fights and, you know, physical assaults. And I always would rush to, I'm done. I'm done. I want to leave this relationship. I tried many times to leave the relationship, but, um, when we were in fights, I couldn't physically leave because he would take my keys, laptop, phone, and hide them. And if I tried to break it off with him when I was away from him I would get nonstop calls he would be suicidal I get elegant apologies he would break down so it was it was really hard to leave but um and I mean as you know like it's it's really hard for women to get out of the situation not only emotionally but physically break away from this person is really hard due to the lengths that they will go through to get to you. And they've mastered that manipulation. It's almost like an art to them. They have it pinned down and they have your emotions pinned down and your weaknesses to get you back. I know. And at the, at the, I'll tell you this, like at the end there, like there was a series of like near the end of like the biggest blowout physical fights that we had. And it started with Um, the first time that he had hit me in the face and that was like I would probably say that was the beginning of the end he had hit me in the face one time and he had knocked me out and he left like the whole I can't remember if it was the left or the right side of my face just bruised and after that fight I had you know I felt like I was in a movie role like I had to convince my capturer that for me that I still loved him and that I wasn't going to leave him but at this time I just needed to get out of the house so I had to play that role and escape out of the house and I did and I ended up going to my friend's home and telling her about it and which he eventually followed me there and you know I stayed with her for the night and I went back after that I went back after that and after I went back that time We got into some more fights. He ended up kicking me out of my own home. And which is really like a low place when your abuser is kicking you out of your house. Right. I can't believe that. Yeah. Yeah. And he he changed all the locks. He changed the garage codes. Like I had no entry into my home. So he kicked me out and I had to stay at different friends' houses for a series of like three to four days. And then during that time... He wanted to meet up to talk, so we met up to talk, and at that time, he told me he had slept with someone. So, add, you know, insult to injury, he not only kicked me out of my house, he told me he slept with another woman and wanted praise because he told me. My gosh. Yep, yep, and still, I went back, I went back for three days, I remember I went back for three days, and then he had told me he had kicked me out again (laughs) and because he kicked me out because I was dangerous to be around for him so he kicked me out again and I told him 
if you kick me out this time, I'm leaving for good. And he did not like that. So when he felt I was leaving for good, he reacted again. And he then hit me in the face again. And at this point, he like had broke. Um, he was unpacking my things as I was packing them up. And he like picked, he broke one of my self-tanner bottles. And when he broke it, I picked it up from the floor. And he grabbed it and smashed it in my face and cut my lip up and... Um, then proceeded to dump the remains of the self-tanner all over me. It was a mess, and after that, that was the very last time that I don't know how I even managed to get out that day, but I did, and I got out of the house, made it to my family's house, and from that point on, you know, I ended up telling my family, and that started the process of me escaping the relationship and then helping me get out of the house. That is insane. The whole abuse situation and escaping it finally. What was your life like after that? So after that actually was like the beginning of the craziest stuff. So um, after my family helped me move out of his house, I didn't, they, they really, I have a whole family of lawyers, so they really wanted to move forward with legal action. Right. And um, I just, I wasn't ready to at the time. Like it's, it's at that point, like you're still trauma bonded. It's already too much handle leaving. Yeah. It's very overwhelming. Like I just had left the situation. Like my stance on it was, I just want this chapter of my life to be over. I can't continue. I just need to like get away. And, um, so I didn't pursue legal action right away. And so I continued to live with my family at that time, and during that time, he still continued to keep in contact with me. He still sold me this fantasy that we were going to make things better, and he was going to make everything okay, and everything was going to be all right, and we were going to end up together. And because I was still in contact with him, I was still vulnerable to his manipulation. I believed him, and we just continued to remain in contact, and I saw him a few times after that. And at this time, he was also telling me that he um, he was getting therapy, he was on new medications, he had a spiritual awakening, and he was just a totally different person. Like, he was amazing. So I'm like, oh, great, he's finally getting the help that he needs. Maybe this will work out. And, um, well... again I was proven that he is a manipulative liar because slowly I started to build up strength at this time like I was talking to him less and less I was farther and farther away from him so slowly I was starting to you know feel freedom and feel what it's like to not be in a toxic and abusive environment so I was slowly gaining strength and independence and so I slowly started separating myself from him and you know eventually I told him like I I don't want to talk to you anymore please stop calling me I don't want to have contact with you anymore and he never respected those wishes he still continued to contact me and um But I was healing at this point. I had started my healing journey and I was just getting stronger and more getting to know myself better and building like a new life for myself. And um, then, (laughs) so as I'm doing great and I'm living my life and he's still trying to pop in and out of it every now and again, I decided to share my story um, on Instagram. Uh I I already had my platform from my like fitness coaching and my like bodybuilding days. Yes, yes. So so I shared my story on there and just kind of gradually told people this is why I haven't been here because 
when I was with him, I, um, you know, I slowly started inching away from my business. I stopped showing up online because I totally lost myself. I was depressed and I just couldn't show up on Instagram like normal because I wasn't myself anymore. Of course. Um, so I told people, you know, what had happened and that was great. It was feeling great. Like everyone was, you know, very happy that I shared my story and I felt so much better about it. And then, um, the day after I shared that story, uh, a girl pops up in my DMs and she sent me a few photos of some injuries that she had and said, um, just wanted to reach out to you and ask you by chance if this post is about my ex-boyfriend's name. No way. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like a huge shock to the system. That oh my was gosh. Like, I believed that he was getting better or at least I wanted to believe that he was getting better. And since he was still pursuing me, I like had no idea that he had another person in his life and was seeing another woman but come to find out she was almost basically living with him and they met five days after I moved out what the hell I know it's it's like blows your mind like how much and she was following you yeah and what breaks my heart is that she said so many times to me that she wanted to reach out but she felt embarrassed So if I would have shared my story earlier, she could have gotten out of the relationship earlier. Or if she would have reached out earlier, she could have gotten out of it. But, you know, I'm just thankful that she reached out at all because basically from that day on, she never saw him again. Thank God, because it was getting to the point where, like, his behavior was, like, near fatal a few times with me and his behavior had increasingly gotten worse with her from the story she was telling me as well and hers was just expedited because she was only with him for about uh like six months or so like that that makes me sick honestly it's just a sign that she was following you and then reached out and then it ended up helping her in the end that's amazing i know like that's the beauty about social media like that right there is such a great example and even even including her like there's been other women that have reached out to me too and have said like you know like i've just realized i'm in an abusive relationship what do i do like your story is helping me so much like just a side note that social media can be such a beautiful place and can make things like this happen when you can make connections with people so so quickly. Oh, it's amazing, yes. And like even with my Instagram and the podcast, it's like every week you're just getting messages from women who just they literally just want to talk. They just they just need someone to help relate and connect them so they can make decisions and you know, just there's not many people out there that you would feel comfortable talking about this stuff with. Social media is you know, beautiful thing. You can just do it online and feel at home with the person you're connecting to. Absolutely. And like a lot of these girls don't have anyone to talk to, like, or they feel they don't have anyone to talk to. So it, it is pretty cool that we can, and that's another reason why I'm talking about it online, because I know how badly these women need help. And I wish that I would have like fallen into more information about abuse when I was in it, because when I was in it, I didn't even associate it with abuse, even though he was physically hitting me. Now, fast forwarding, what advice would you give to those who have trauma right now? Because anyone who's been through abusive relationships around them has trauma. Um, what would your advice be for that? Biggest, I guess the biggest advice I would have 
for people that have experienced trauma, like in an abusive relationship or toxic relationship of any kind is, first of all, the trauma, the word trauma scares people because they're like, I haven't experienced trauma, but trauma can be so simple and small. And it's like simply defined. It's just something that's overwhelming to your emotional state that you can't handle at the time. Absolutely. And I think the biggest advice I have for people is to first, um, you know, educate yourself on like, what is narcissism? What is abuse? So you can start to see more clearly and start connecting the dots about what is actually going on um, or what you actually experienced when you were in the relationship so that you can look at it objectively and say, oh, I see the reason why this was happening. It wasn't just all me because we were severely gaslighted. And we, a lot of the time we think that like, oh, I was a failure. I made him act this way and whatnot. But if you educate yourself, you can see it clearly, plain as day. Like, all of our stories are the same. They're all the same, but they're all different. We all experience the same thing. So it's like science. So when you educate yourself and can just associate yourself emotionally and look at information just right there on the page, it really helps jumpstart that healing journey to be able to do that. And then also I advice I just have for people that have experienced relationship trauma is that like love, just know that love is supposed to make you feel good. Since we are not educated, like in the school system, we don't educate people about how to have good relationships. The only examples we have are our parents and some of us have great examples and of marriage and love and some of us have terrible examples and that's the only education we get on relationships until we embrace it ourselves and go on our own like educational journey so I just think that a a big part of it is that learning how to have healthy relationships is a great great place to start because a lot of us don't know how to have healthy relationships we really don't it's an epidemic of toxic and abusive relationships well said and i appreciate you sharing your story with me i want to thank you for being a guest on the podcast i know that sharing the story is hard for anyone to do and with the trauma you have it takes a lot of bravery but i know that is going to impact all the listeners out there and i appreciate you thank you i it it really is my pleasure to be here and even though you know it's sometimes really hard to revisit these memories and put the pieces together and say it out loud it is for the greater good of course yes yes thank you so much brianna i hope you have a good one thank you thanks for having me (laughs) thank you bye bye